Welcome to a Pearlcast interview segment with your host, Josh McAdams. Welcome to Pearlcast. This is your host, Josh McAdams. This interview will be a little different. In the interview, a co-worker of mine, Jason Gessner, turns the tables and interviews me about my experiences with Yapsie North America 2006. Pearlcast is sponsored in part by Stonehenge Consulting. Stonehenge offers worldwide pearl training and consulting services from some of Pearl's most recognized experts. Visit Stonehenge.com to find out more. This is Josh McAdam here on the other side of the recording table with Jason Gessner, and uh, he is going to interview me about Yapsie. So take it away, interviewer. Okay, so Josh, first tell us a little bit about how you got into Pearl. Ooh, okay, that one's fun. So I... uh, started programming eight years ago maybe in school because I had to uh, I needed a scholarship and the program I was in said hey you can get a scholarship since you're late because I'm late for everything they said you can get a scholarship if you do a technical degree so I was like okay I'll be a programmer and so I liked it and that ran into an internship which it was mostly doing C++ work uh, MFC which if you ever done it it's not amazingly fun it's not bad but it's not just fun and games and so I was looking for something else and ran into this guy who did websites in Pearl. And so I started working with him full-time while I was in college and kind of picked it up as I had to use it. So that was how Pearl was, and I was silently a member of the community for years. Now, where you were at, was there... Well, first off, where were you, and was there a large or any local Pearl community? I was in Conway, Arkansas, and as far as I know, there was no Pearl community. I'm not even sure why the guy who did Pearl for the project used Pearl. So uh, and I don't actually know him anymore to go and ask him why he used Pearl. But I don't think there was any Pearl community. There wasn't a Pearl mongers group. There was like lugs that met occasionally, but nothing really programming wise. So no, I just, uh, it was the good tool for the job and it got me some experience and it was a fun place to work and fun to use, much more fun than MFC. I can imagine. So, Okay. Tell us a little bit about how you got involved with the Yapsi process. Specifically, was the Yapsi bid for Chicago already settled before you moved up here, or was that something that you participated in from the start? I moved to Chicago very shortly after Chicago PM put in the Yapsi bid, and I think I'd been to one or two Chicago PM meetings if they even happened, or at least I'd met some some cool people in the Pearl community, though. I'd met Jason. I'd met a lot of the other people at Performix where we didn't talk about where Jason and I both work. And I'd met Andy Lester and Pete Krawcheck. And Pete was talking about wanting to do a Pearl workshop in Chicago. And I had been to Yapsie the year before and was like, let's do the whole thing. Let's go for it. And so uh, we talked a little bit back and forth about that. And nobody put in a bid for Yapsie. And so there was an emergency call for bids. And so Pete and I put one together really fast, did a lot of research. So I would say that the question, I guess, was, was the bid together before I got here? Sure. No. Okay. But thanks to Pete and his wanting to do the little workshop, I kind of got him into something bigger than what he anticipated, <laughs> and I think he's forgiven me, but that that's kind of how it generated. Okay. How much lead time was there between the bid and, what was it, end of June, I guess, when, when the conference was? Yeah, there was quite a bit of lead time, but... It goes away very fast. We probably won the bid in October, November. I think the first post on our website, if we go look on the wiki, is like, or on the blog, is back in November. So we had at least a good six, eight months. Okay. So, What happened directly after the bid got accepted? After the bid got accepted, we had to try to figure out what to do. 
So we didn't really think it would get accepted. There were really great bids put in by Vancouver and by Boston, and, and we really thought that Boston would probably win it, especially since I think they might have bid before. And uh, there's a lot of people in Boston who are really big Pearl people. And, okay. Uh, so we were a little bit shocked that two nobodies in the Pearl community happened to throw together a bid and, and win Chicago PM, the, uh, the conference. So a little bit of shell shock there, and then we started begging for money <laughs> and trying to plan what would happen. We actually, it was really, it seems like a good thing, because from what I understand, Chicago PM was kind of hit and miss on the meetings and everything beforehand, and it seems like the YAPSI has kind of put in a little new life into the whole Chicago Pearl groups. No, I, I agree. I mean, we had we had a lot of trouble finding a consistent location. Uh, one of the consistent locations uh, had an ornery bar owner that wouldn't turn down his stereo for us, <laughs> even though we were in a back room and we had a door and everything. And a couple of the other spots dried up for one reason or another. And yeah, there was definitely a dry spell there for a while. Yeah. So now it seems with Uniforum and with Yapsy just being over, we have meetings pretty regularly for Chicago PM and the Hackathon coming up in November. So definitely. A lot of fun. Yep. Uh, it also seems to coincide with just a large upsurge in user group events in Chicago as well, with yep. the Chippy Python group, the local Rails group, the Java log or the Jug, whatever, the Java users group, and yeah, it really seems like like all of that sort of came to a head at, at one time. That was great. That's that's one thing I've loved about Chicago since I moved here, and it it really you're completely right. It's getting stronger. It's like there's a huge tech movement, especially an open tech movement in Chicago. Uh, we've been to Tech Coffee. I don't know if you've been, but I haven't had a chance. It's crazy. People get up at six a.m. and meet at a coffee shop on Monday mornings to do some programming and just general tech talk and things like that. That's a blast. There's Tech Social. The second one's coming up very soon. Cool. There's been a bar camp. There's yep. another one planned, and there's a hack meeting or something like that. Some crazy random hacking thing coming up soon. So yeah, um, all the user communities and everything. The RailsConf was here, I think. Yep. So RailsConf was. I think it ended the day before Yapsy started. Can't say enough good things about Chicago area. Yeah, it's been a blast lately. So cool. So after the panic wore off after the bid, if I can put words in your mouth. Yeah. What was the most daunting task aside from raising raising the money? Yeah, and raising the money, we'd actually bid to where we didn't need to raise any money. So I say we started begging for money, but we didn't really because we had the plan and then we had the grand plan of what we really wanted to do. And so the money just made everything better. So that was one thing that Yapsi keeps itself low cost. And so we really had budgeted for no sponsorship. So we, uh, there was a little bit of panic and shuffle there, but not a lot. The biggest and hardest thing uh, was trying to lock down venues and hotels and things like that because whenever you don't have a lot of information on how many people are staying at the hotels and how many people are going to come to the conference, right? you can't guarantee things or you guarantee things that are, take a big risk. You know, So ah, I have to guarantee that 100 people stay here or pay 400 people even if they don't type right. of things. Um, how many venues were in the running before uh, the IIT campus was chosen? Uh, there were quite a few in the running. I'm not sure. Uh, we had, oh, man, there was a big surge of help right there at the start. With uh, I, I don't want to start naming names because I'll forget somebody, but I had just a lot of helpers that came in and uh, went to just about every university around town 
and started pulling strings with all their contacts and getting on the phone. We tried hotels, which are way too expensive. Yapsi typically has to be held at a university. There's just no other way to do it. You can't you can't get a hotel for a day for the price we could do the Yapsi venue for three days. Right. So we went through all of our college ties, and IIT turned out being one of it, it was one of the few colleges close to the center of the city that was affordable and had room enough for the whole conference. Great. So, well, it turned out to be a great venue. I mean, we had what four rooms on some days. Um, the largest held what two hundred people. Well, the auditorium held eight. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So we we planned for a big crowd. So I'm disappointed with everybody who did not show up. So. Uh, what what was the final tally for attendees? We rough, were roughly. Four and a quarter, somewhere around there. Okay. So uh, uh, 425 roughly attendees. Uh, There were a lot of last-minute walk-ins, and if you were there, the opening morning was a little bit crazy anyway. Uh, So not everybody got uh, counted. People just started throwing money on the table and walking in the door. (laughs) So not that they were mad. It's just that the conference was on, so they wanted to get in there. So. so the tallies are all rough, but it was over 400 people, so we're very excited about that. Okay. So. It really seemed to me that, that YAPSI was a great opportunity for people to put something concrete behind the talk that had been happening about Pearl 6. It also seemed like a lot of good came out of the, the hackathon that happened for it. Um, I mean, have you heard a lot of feedback about that? The hackathon was a great thing to happen afterward. It's just good anytime you can get the Pearl 6 developers together to work together. I mean, they, they all work remotely, I think. Uh, Audrey lives in Taiwan, I believe, somewhere Sounds in right. Asia. Yeah. And, you know, Chip lives over here in the United States working on Parrot, and people are everywhere. Patrick Michaud, no telling where he is, and just people all over the planet working on this. And you, you can only do so much over IRC and over their weekly conference call. So uh, supposedly a lot of movement was made forward on the probably five days they, hang, they hung out after the conference. Also, people started picking up the documentation and trying to make the document documentation read regular English, because right now it reads Perl speak. It's the delta between Perl five and Perl six, right? And it's written so that Larry and Audrey and everybody can understand it. And so somebody who's clueless about Perl six could have a difficult time. So there's been a lot of movement started at at yeah, MC Chicago to do the docathon and try to make the docs more maintainable and understandable. Right. It definitely seems to be having an effect as well. A lot of that just seems to be reaching a critical mass now where where people are able to sort of grab it and start jumping in a lot faster. Yeah. What sort of feedback did you get about um, about the different tracks at the conference? Because each, each conference room had sort of its own theme um, day to day. I think the, the biggest feedback we got was actually a good feedback. It was that don't have so many tracks and it wasn't it was more of a joking is that we had four tracks this year which usually there's three and so uh we just had so much going on that two for two whole days of the conference we had four rooms fully booked and uh the tracks we try to divide them up so that you know if you're interested in pearl six there's never going to be two pearl six talks at the same time or if you're interested in web development there's never two web development talks so we we didn't get a lot of complaints we didn't have a lot of collisions so I i think all in all the tracks went well and for that i have to give all the credit to Pete because he sat there for no telling how many hours and tried to guess, well, if somebody wants to be in this talk, then they want to be in this talk and, you know, tried to make sure that those are in, in good shape. So all the credit for that working out well goes to Pete. So that's okay. good. Well, a lot of the people I know that attended must be very scattered in their interests because <laughs> I, I heard a lot of 
back and forth between which which uh, which conference room to attend at any given time. Well, it's, we, we had a lot of good talks. I'm not saying we had like a the, the rock star track and then <laughs> you know the side man tracks. It was it was all three very or four very solid Definitely. tracks of talks. It was just that we tried to keep them as diverse as possible. But in, in the end, they're all parole. And so, you know, it could be a little interesting if you've been kind of dabbling in something else. So. Right. Um, one, of the, one of the great things that I noticed about the conference was that it was very approachable for someone who was not the most experienced Perl developer to someone who was, you know, a Perl 6 hacker. And I, I know that I personally got a lot of feedback that it was great from, from people of all level. Um, what, what have you heard about that? It's definitely easier for somebody who knows Pearl. I mean, uh, it's kind of... I know O'Reilly has the Pearl Conference, which became OSCON, and now has became a big, diverse conference. And so Yapsi is slowly becoming more of the Pearl Conference, not necessarily in title, but in in tracks and feeling and everything like that. So it, it's starting to pick up a little more. I don't know where I was going with that. But it, it's getting a lot of advanced topics. And uh, so some of the tracks are definitely unapproachable, but we, tr- we tried to make it easier by there's a beginners to conferences talk that was given before any of the conference started. Uh, there are definitely some, some more inter- entry-level talks. One thing we didn't do, which I would encourage people to do next year, say if you're listening, Houston, is uh, label the talks whether or not they're beginner, in, uh, intermediate, or advanced. Sure. Because that, that was something that... I don't know if we had any feedback. I think we might have had a little feedback on that. Was that you didn't know necessarily? You know, right. some of the talks titles are just just whoever the whatever the guy wanted to call the talk. You know, or the gal wanted to call the talk. So you you don't really know. Uh, so I'd say it, it is beginner friendly, but it could be more beginner friendly. One good thing was the classes afterwards. We did have the beginning Pearl class, which had thirteen to twenty people show up for that. So that was really good. Yeah, I, I, I heard a lot of great things about that as well. And you certainly couldn't beat the, the price for a two-day session. So, yeah, very nice. And it, it helped us get Damien over here, which is a big deal. Because people, if you've never heard Damien Conway speak, it's worth coming to a Yapsi just to hear it. And next year, Damien has the choice of either going to OSCON or Yapsi, but possibly not both. So we want to get him to Yapsi. <laughs> um, how, many, how many countries were represented by speakers or attendees at Yapsi this year? 13. I can't name them, but I gripped the addresses, and there were 13 different countries. Okay. So, um, what what would you say was the uh, the biggest challenge in, in putting the event together? Hmm, biggest challenge. I think it was just keeping track of everything, just in general organization, and that involves making sure all the loose ends are tied and it's it's a volunteer army you're working with so you got to make sure that the volunteers had, know what they need to do but also they have to know they're appreciated and so you have to make sure that volunteers don't step on each other's toes in their work so sure. just coordination in general was hard because we had a few instances where something needed to be done fast and so multiple people would do it at once and then it might make somebody mad or offend somebody. So that was probably the most difficult, was trying to balance the, everybody's doing this out of the goodness of their heart. You know, they're doing it for charity. They're doing it for YAPSI. They're doing it for free. Right. And so we need to, and so trying to manage that, you can't manage it like you manage somebody you pay because these people are doing it because they want to be there. Right. So, um, How much support or interaction did you have with organizers of previous YAPSIs? 
tons. That was that was the great thing is that okay. So if anybody doesn't know how YAPSI works, it's a little different than in other technical conferences in that uh, Perlmonger's groups bid on it and the YAPSI selection committee and all the people who've held YAPSI's past get to vote on who does it this next year. Okay. And then you kind of just get YAPSI dropped in your lap. <laughs> and this little and, and so it helps if you've been so you know what is expected of you, but you have no experience. Typically whoever gets selected has never done a conference before. So it's absolutely vital that the people from the years before are there on email and the telephone supporting you, giving you advice, telling you, now by now you should have the registration open. Now by now you need to, you know, have the t-shirts ordered and things like that. And okay. we had um, Richard Dice and Jeff Bisbee were uh, really, really helpful. Uh, they were two of the big ones driving it as far as past YAPSI people supporting us. And uh, we had a spreadsheet of the curve of how attendees register for YAPSIs, which of all the things that they gave us, of all the advice, that was the best. Because if you've ever seen, it's like an exponential curve that flat lines and then right at the end shoots straight up. So if you're hosting the YAPSI and you have your whole budget plan and you see like 10 people registered in, you know, <laughs> until right before time and then it shoots up, you at least know that's how it is every year. So When I remember at one of the Chicago PM planning meetings, you... You mentioned that directly after a price increase, you got a large, you got a large spike in registrations every time, despite sending out messages saying, "Oh, the price is going up in two weeks." Um, I don't know. That that was funny. Oh, that people actually registered after it went up. Right. right. Yeah, we did. We had like the spike happened on the opposite end of the curve. Right. And I can only guess why that happened. One people registered and then realized it was too late maybe they just got in past the wire or maybe they would rather give more money it, i mean be. it's possible because a lot of people their employers are pay or their employers are paying for this and so why not let them pay right I, I know it sounds bad but it's a way to get your employer to support pearl and most likely if your employer is sending you they use pearl so we even had some speakers who forfeited their free registration so that their companies would pay. Cool. Which was pretty cool. Excellent. What was the greatest joy about hosting the conference and organizing it? The closing? No, <laughs> no. No, it was... Uh, I think the best part of it came afterwards because it's such a... Like, you really get busy before the conference, and during the conference, I don't think I hardly sat down at all or slept, and I don't think any of the other people who were helping me organize it did much either so you don't get a lot of joy at that point in time but whenever it's all said and done and you start reading like use pearl or hanging out in the irc chat rooms and hear people say oh that was the greatest conference oh this was you know one of the best years yet and wow you know i hope they do that i don't know you just hear so many good compliments from people and how it was a good conference and how it was worthwhile for them so and i'm sure i'll get to see it once the video comes out <laughs> so i think that's it just knowing that in the end, it, it, it helped the Pearl community. It actually, it was not a negative blip on the radar. Yeah, I mean, it, it it's definitely a big event, and it, it really did seem to energize a lot of people. Yeah. And it's always nice to meet people in person that you've only ever seen on a blog or, yeah. you know, on an IRC channel. Yeah, yeah the the face-to-face, -face, you can't beat it. and And especially to see a name that you've, use their modules so many times, you know, and to approach these people that, I mean, they have 
a, I don't know, a godlike status maybe or something like that. Like you get to go hang out with Larry Wall and talk to him about Pearl. It's just, and he's there at the conference hanging around, and that that just energizes people. It seems like I forget somebody tried to say what they thought the split was, but there's a split of there's the regulars, and then there's a recycled our new crowd from every city you go to. So I think that helped Chicago. We had a lot of local Chicago people come up, so there's a lot of energy there with Pearl and showing off Pearl and what it could do. Yep. So that was rambly. Ah, very rambly. Fair enough. It was an open-ended question. Yeah. <laughs> um, were you able to score any Pearlcast interviews at Yapsi, or were you just completely out of your mind, too busy? Struck out. Okay. Zero. <laughs> Zero. No time. Uh, I did, though, at OSCON, score a few, and I've been releasing those, so that Excellent. was good. And next year's Yapsi, Houston. I'll be there. So I say that. Houston in July. I don't know. So. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Um, all right, I think that that was my set of questions. Okay. My apologies for being a less than skilled interviewer. <laughs> That's the fun of podcasting. Hey, there you go. So, so Josh, thanks for thanks for asking. Uh, thanks for a- answering our questions. Yes, and uh, thanks for letting letting us turn the mic on you. Yeah, it's for a fun. new episode of Pearlcast. And now you get to see why. I like being on this part of the mic that talks very little. (laughs) I do. I see that very much. All right. All right. Thanks, Josh. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for listening to another Pearlcast interview. Have something to say to the Pearl community? Got an idea for an interview or maybe just have some feedback for the show? We'd love to hear from you here at Pearlcast. Send an email to pearlcast at gmail.com and let us know what's on your mind.